Colorado Springs. Nearly 500,000 people. Olympic City, USA. Garden of the Gods. Pikes Peak. It's a growing city. Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do? How does it impact my life? This is where you find out. Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government. You may have heard me say it before. In fact, I know you've heard me say it before that we are in the middle of celebrating our city's 150th anniversary, also known as our sesquicentennial. Say that five times fast. I'm not going to. But as part of that celebration, we are focusing on trees. Our city's founder, General William Jackson Palmer, uh, left a legacy that included over 2,000 acres of parkland. And then a tree-lined community 150 years ago, there basically was not a tree in sight, and Palmer changed that by planting thousands of trees. And so now we're hoping you'll help us continue that legacy um, by getting to 18,071 trees planted this year. That number is a nod to our founding year of 1871. And today we have our city forester, Dennis Will, as our guest to talk trees. We're going to talk trees, Dennis. Thanks for being here. I appreciate the invitation. Thanks. And you're a pro at talking trees. So before we dive into all that, um, tell us about your career as a city forester, a little bit about yourself and what the city forester does for folks who've never heard of that. Okay. So my paternal grandfather was a woodworker. And as a little boy, I used to go to his house and sweep his shop floor and help grandpa make cabinets. And then as I got out of high school, he had retired to the great piney woods of East Texas. And when I would go see him then, the first thing he would ask me would be, would you like to go see the trees and talk about them? And so I thought that was pretty cool. And so those two interests have stayed with me my entire career. And uh, as I got ready to go to college, I found that I was extremely interested in the earth sciences. And so I wanted to find a career that brought a lot of those together like pathology and mycology and ecology and so forth. And so forestry seemed to me a good fit to study those sciences and also to be able to communicate and work and talk with people at the same time. So it, was, it has been a good fit, and here I am almost 40 years later and enjoying every bit of it. That's awesome. So yeah. he really had a big play in it, and you, you almost knew what you wanted to do at a very young age, just didn't have a name for it I yet. I did. Yeah, I that's awesome. I didn't really know at the time, but... It's worked out pretty well. I've been telling people that trees have been paying my bills for 35 years. <laughs> that's right. Those trees are powerful. Yeah. Um, and that's what's going to be my next question is I know it's hard to sum it up really quickly, but can you briefly tell us why are trees so important? Some, some reasons are obvious and some are right. not. So we took a, a really crude survey back in 2013, uh, 2013, and we found that the combined urban forest for just the street trees was worth almost $900 million. And wow. so that's a huge number. And, it sh and if the trees are properly cared for, it's the only infrastructure that the city owns that increases in value over time. So you compare that with curbs and gutters and streets and stuff, you can't say that that holds true for them. So uh, it is absolutely important that we care for our urban forest just because of that. But what we found in 2018, when we completed our urban forest canopy assessment, we found that our urban forest, the public trees and the private trees, combined scrub $100 million worth of pollution out of the air every single year. So for that number alone, it's important that we care for our trees. And some, some of the other things that came out of that study were that it saves about $900,000 in avoided 
infrastructure costs for stormwater, and it also stores about $100 million in um, carbon sequestration every year. And so carbon is, of course, the greenhouse gases that cause our uh, atmosphere to heat up. And so it's important that we store as much carbon as we can. And so just those three things alone make it worthwhile that we care for our urban environment. But there's some other intangibles, I think, that we could talk about, too. Certainly wildlife habitat, um, the uh, energy savings that can be provided by shade, by wind abatement, uh, certainly noise abatement, um, tree-lined streets in our neighborhoods have traffic calming effect. It slows cars down. And I think more importantly, uh, when you talk about the stress that we've all been through in the last year and a half or so now because of COVID, trees provide just this moments of serenity and calmness that I think are so important to our life right now. It's so true. I mean, they just literally attract you to them. Right. Right. I mean, in terms of wanting to buy a home in a certain neighborhood right. because of the tree line streets or just wanting to enjoy a park or trail because of them. Right. It's it's kind of um, underestimated how powerful that is for people. Well, and I, I think, too, you know, if you were to examine some of the old museum images that uh, the Pioneers Museum has and look at the treeless void that the town was established in 150 years ago, you'd have to ask yourself, my God, how did anybody move here to begin with? Why would you want to do that? And to try to imagine our community now, that treeless void, it's almost unthinkable. And so just that, fa that fact alone makes it worthwhile that we understand uh, what trees do for us, how they benefit our lives, and how we have to continue that process throughout the the lifespan of the community. And I mean, General Palmer had that foresight, which was really remarkable, as you said. So he brought in thousands of trees and started started sort of that tradition and um, had the vision of what our community would look like. Um, why is it important for us to keep it going? Well, you know I, what? I, I think it's fascinating that uh, the mayor came up with this tree planting challenge because I think that it closely parallels the thinking that General Palmer had. He says, got this brand new community. How is he going to encourage people to move to his community and to populate it and grow over time? Well, I'll just plant trees. And so uh, the mayor, Mayor Southers' idea is the same. The, con the community continues to grow, especially out east. There's not a lot of trees out there. And so that process has to continue over time throughout the community uh, to be attractive to future citizens of the community. So as we keep growing, you know, keep that in mind yeah, and people going. can people can join in. Let's talk about the tree challenge and how people can get involved um, celebrating our 150th and planting those trees. They can plant them on their private property or the public right of ways. Correct. Right. Yep. OK, so so tell us a little bit about the challenge. So the tree challenge is not just for the city, you know, the city itself to plant 18,000 to 71 trees. We're not making forestry we're, do we're, all that. We're yeah, not going to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, uh, but the challenge is to the community at large. And I think that's pretty smart because the urban trees that uh, are planted on private property are just as beneficial to the community at large as well as the street and park trees. And so uh, I think it's a um, worthwhile um, challenge to go for. And so we know that nurseries, our local uh, nursery partners, sell about twenty to 25,000 trees a year. So uh, we know they're being planted mostly within the city limits. The challenge, the biggest challenge then is to get our citizens to um, become involved in that challenge and, and the tractor tree. And so they can go on coloradosprings.gov slash tree 150 
And if they plant a tree in their backyard, they can find their address on that map, plop in the uh, coordinates of the planting and the species and the number of trees that they planted, and they can become part of that challenge. And then once they do that, they can watch that number on the tree tracker grow for the trees that they installed on the tree tracker. It's pretty cool. And you're already you're already getting folks doing that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I looked just before I came over, we're about 6,400 uh, trees into it. Okay, that's great. So is this a good time to plant trees? This is absolutely the best time, uh, especially like today. My guys are uh, planting the 400 trees that we're obligated to plant this spring. The weather's cool. We're expecting more moisture tonight. Uh, we so like spring to is good. Spring, spring is yes. good. It's the perfect time before the trees begin to leaf and blossom out while the weather's cool. We say usually mid-May to about the end of May. Once they start to leaf out, uh, your planting survival begins to uh, declined a little bit, and so if you can't get them in by mid-May, then maybe you should wait until fall of this year. Okay, so, and we're tracking them all year. We're tracking so, them all year. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I was able to go out with um, uh, one of the folks on your city forestry team and, and you know, watch them plant a tree. And if, if you've never done it before, you might think, it's you know, that sounds too much for me. I can't right. do that. But it's really not as difficult as people may think. It's not as difficult as you may think. There's tons of material online that you can look at, especially on our website. Colorado Springs Utilities is our partner as well. They have a bunch of technical documents just like we do. And if you've never planted a tree, uh, there's some real basic things to think about is um, what are the, what's the soil type that's in your yard or in your right-of-way uh, to stand in the spot where you're going to plant the tree, look up, look down, look around, make sure it's the right tree in the right place. Is there enough room for it to grow? Is it a fast-growing tree? Is it long-lived? And those kinds of things. And so if you're thinking about planting in the right-of-way, then uh, our staff uh, foresters uh, re-edited our approved street tree list this year, and that's online that you can find out which trees are applicable for the right-of-ways. And then, of course, there's another um, list that you can find called Trees for the Front Range. And there's about 250 species on that list. If you're planting in your uh, backyard or front yard, it doesn't matter what species it is to the city. Um, but it pays to look up the uh, information about the specific trees that you're going to plant and do a little bit of homework before you do that. Yeah, and really look around, like you said, what what are the best locations? You know, think about, of course, your own personal property, right. but think about your neighborhood and growth right. for years to come. Because, I mean, you can really make a big difference for the look and feel and benefit of your neighborhood. Right. So right. one of the cool factoids that came out of the Urban Forest Canopy Assessment is a fully grown, mature tree in your front yard can increase the value of your home, if you're thinking about selling, at least by 15%. Wow. That's pretty wow. good. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. One tree in your front yard could be worth 10 grand. Wow, and people don't realize that. That's yep. great. So, um, and, and so what other tips do you have for people? I mean, really just go on that website because when you're asking some of those questions, which kind of tree, where do I put it, um, that type of thing, there are answers there for you. So it's, it's pretty easy. Exactly yeah. right. And I, and I think the biggest mistake that we see with folks buying, buying trees and planting them is it's not an appropriate tree for clay soils. And so clay soils are difficult on trees, especially if they don't want to be planted there because clay soils have a weird kind of chemistry. They oh. don't drain very well. They don't release the soil nutrients to the tree. And so it, it's a very hyper-specific species of tree that works well in clay. And since uh, 
we uh, uh, recreated our approved street tree list, we found that a lot of the oaks do well here in Colorado. Burr oak, um, pin oak, chinkapin oak, uh, swamp white oak, white oak, and northern red oak. Those species do well in our clay soils, can tolerate the uh, rapid oddball temperature changes we've seen in uh, October and November like we did the last two winters. And so uh, that alone right there, just picking a tree that does well in clay uh, will help uh, increase your survivability of the tree that you buy in your local nurseries. Okay. Is this a fun time for your team? Uh, one of the folks on your team was telling me it is kind of nice because they spend so much time maintaining the trees that you have already, removing dead trees, that type of thing. Right. And and it's got to be fun for your crew to go out there and plant new ones. I, we had our staff meeting this morning with the operations guys, and they're all they're fired up about planting trees because sometimes it's unfortunate that a large part of what they do is pruning and, and removals of trees that had reached the, their, their age limit. Or storm damage, out, right? Storm damage and yeah. insects and diseases and those kinds of things. And so planting helps rejuvenate them because they're on the opposite end of that circle. They're planting trees instead of removing them. And so it, it gives them uh, uh, the energy to think about the contributions that they're making to the community for long range, a lot of these trees will grow hundreds of years given the right care. And so uh, I think it's pretty cool to hear their enthusiasm. And uh, I literally go around the room, what's going on with you? How's things going? Uh, what are you working on this week? And all of them, you know, their eyes light up as soon as they start talking about planting trees. And I, th and I think if you've never planted a tree, and if you do that, one way to think about it is trees can literally be like a time machine. And I think about the, the things uh, that I talked to my grandfather about and the trees that I planted with him, those trees are still alive. And uh, so they're reaching out to me 40 years later, still thinking about the time that I spent with him. And people can do that same thing with their parents and their grandparents. Yeah, these trees will outlive us all if we plant Pretty them cool right. cool stuff. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. And besides that, trees are cool. They are really cool. They're cool. Yeah, I think your grandfather would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that you're living on with his legacy. Yeah. So, yes, if people would like to, speaking of legacies, um, continue General Palmer's legacy and get in on the tree challenge, coloradosprings.gov slash, slash tree150, excuse me, coloradosprings.gov slash tree150 if you want to get some information um, or if you've already planted a tree and you want to track it for us, that would be awesome. And also, um, there's a list on there, too, of where you're planting trees, your crew, correct, in, right. in parks, Um and in public places, so people right. can keep track of that and see what's what's cooking in their neighborhoods. Yep. So yeah. we're planting about 400 trees this year, a wide variety of species. A lot of those trees are replanting in our medians where we had tree failures over the last 10, 15 years. And so that's kind of cool to get into those older medians along Nevada and Wasatch and Weber and, and replace some of those trees that we had to take out because of water stress. And then uh, we have about 10 parks this year, too, that we're planting trees, about 40 or 50 trees there. So we're really trying to spread the wealth around. Uh, and I, I was just thinking, too, while we've been talking, if you've never planted a tree before and you want to contribute, get on the team. Be a part of the team. Uh, it's a team effort that everybody can get involved in. Yes, definitely. Dennis, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. And talking thanks. trees. Hopefully people learn something. I, I know I always do every time I talk yep. to you. And if people need help, all they got to do is call. Okay. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to Behind the Springs.